0: Great chiropractors and physical therapists are under constant pressure of declining insurance reimbursements and long hours. But did you know there's a way to double your profit without working more? By building a gym onto your practice, you can earn more income, stabilize your business, and be a hero to your family, patients, and team. It's a big undertaking with a huge reward. Dr. Josh Satterley has done it, changed his life, and now wants to help you do the same. Welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Clinic Gym Radio.
1: I am your host, Dr. Josh Satterley, and I'm honored today to be here with Sean Buck. Sean, how are you doing? I'm great, Josh. How are you? Hey, man, I'm fantastic. Now, Sean, can you give all of our listeners a uh, maybe a one-minute synopsis of who you are and why you're so worldly
2: famous and you have books written about you and everything? Oh, uh, um, Okay, well, I'll try. Um, so, yeah, I own a company called The Newsletter Pro, um, which, believe it or not, does offline print newsletters. Uh, we also do the online versions as well, but uh, uh, mainly online, uh, offline print newsletters. We have uh, a little over sixty employees in Boise, Idaho. Um, have been uh, won a, a lot of different awards, uh, from marketer of the year to Inc. Magazine's fastest five hundred growing, growing companies list two years in a row, uh, best places to work in Idaho three years in a row. Um, you know, and uh, and just you know love working with entrepreneurs and doctors. And actually our biggest uh, area we work with, we help mostly uh, actually doctors and lawyers. It's not, was it set up on purpose that way, but that tends to be how it is. We're with a ton of those guys and, and love doing it. So.
1: Nice. Well, I'm sure they love the uh, the fact that you're there to help them. So, so that people understand kind of um, your business, like you said, is offline newsletters. And yep. what that means is you take all the, I don't know what you want to say, all the labor out of uh, editing and coordinating and getting the pictures and doing all this, so that I can have a, a decent looking print newsletter to hand clients and patients and all that, right?
2: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, so we we take all the we do all the heavy lifting. So everything from interviewing our clients and ghostwriting content, so it sounds like they wrote it, but without them actually having to write a single word, to graphic design, to project management, um, to and then we do fulfill. So we send out about half a million newsletters a month from our holy smokes. Office. Yeah. So we have, we do it all in-house. No one's outsourced. I got 60 people under my roof and uh, millions. And of they're all, they're all folding uh, newsletters and stuffing envelopes. Oh, uh, you know, good news is we have, uh, <laughs> we have machines for that. So, but uh, yeah, we've got about six people who, do, who who take care of the half a million newsletters printing and mailing. And then we've got 54 people who take care of the creation portion of it.
1: Fantastic. Wow. That's uh that's awesome, man. Um, and, you know, uh, I've, I've read your book and I've read a few articles about you and whatnot, but for those who are just getting introduced, how, how the heck did you end up in whatever year it was? I don't know, 2000 something doing freaking newsletters. I mean, everybody kind of assumes yeah. like, Oh, that's, that's old style. You know, that's from the eighties, right?
2: Yeah, totally. So it was 2011 when I started and, um, I ended up there because it actually started all the way back in 2002. Um, I had a, I bought a franchise And as part of the franchise contract, I had to send a print newsletter every month. And I thought, you know, um, this is the dumbest thing ever. Why am I sending a print newsletter? Uh, (laughs) Even in 2002,
1: that's what I thought, right? Wow. Yeah. Because I mean, that was like, so you're saying that was like a franchise uh, requirement.
2: Yeah, it was literally in my contract. I had to do it. And I had to send a copy up to the franchisor uh, every month to prove that I did it as part of my agreement. (laughs) Holy smokes. Yeah. And so, um, and I thought this lady was crazy. And she was like uh, 70 years old when I bought the franchise. So I I was just like, oh, she's just so old school, right? And the first maybe two years I sent it, I sent like the world's most boring newsletter. It was so bad. Um, I would talk about, basically what I talked about was about my profession, which in that instance was dry cleaning. So I talked about dry cleaning. It's kind of like your doctors, right? If they're talking about Uh, you know, chiropractic. Well, that's great and all. And if I have that one particular problem, or if I'm really interested in medical stuff, then, you know, maybe I'm interested, but, but by and large, most people aren't like, oh my goodness, when can I get the next chiropractic article to read about? So
1: so you're telling me that you don't want to know the difference between spondylosis and spondylolysis. No, no. I I
2: can't, I can't even spell those. Let alone do I want to know the difference
1: between them. I'm a chiropractor. I don't know if I can spell them, man. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, well, the crazy thing to me there, I I don't mean to cut you off, but the crazy thing is you're in dry cleaning. I mean, that's not a high ticket thing. Like that's not uh, a average ticket price of, you know, if you're in a financial planning or real estate, you're you're looking at a $3,000 commission for every deal. You're talking about something that I don't know what the margins are in that business, but
2: they yeah, our customer spent 600 bucks a year.
1: So, let me divide that by 12. That's 50 bucks a month. Yep. And yeah. and there was still room to afford to do, because, I mean, print's not cheap, right?
2: No, you know, no, you know, it's not super cheap. I mean, but, you know, it was a little over a dollar a newsletter. So, there was room to do that. Um, but there was room to do that because what happened was, is once I figured out to stop sending this, <laughs> world's most boring newsletter and telling people how to get like grass stains out of their clothes and things like that. <laughs> um, and what, why deodorant residue ruins, you know, shirts and stuff. You just I, must've I, had, you must've had tons of good looking
1: women just flooding your joint, trying to talk to you. Oh, Who absolutely. Wrote this, thing? this is uh, <laughs>
2: absolutely, it's, did it's, did I meet him. Yeah. What do you say? I found my wife. Um, <laughs> so, no, it, you know, the funny thing is, is that, uh, I joke and I've actually considered doing this. I've, I found a copy of my very first newsletter. Like I found it like on a Actually, I think it was on a floppy disk, but I can't remember. So I found, it, I found it. No, I found it on a on a CD, an old CD, and um, and I've been considering taking it and having it laminated and sending it out as sleep aids for people because it's so bad, it's so boring. Um, and so when they have insomnia, they can just read this and it'll instantly cure the insomnia. And but what I did is I changed it up and I started making it about just what was going on in the local community, uh, stuff mom, because moms who bought dry cleaning, you know, may have been, uh, actually we preferred when mom used dry cleaning because she spent, the people when mom used dry cleaning, they spent way more money. But you know, mom bought dry cleaning uh, and most of the time she used it for dad. That was, that was basically how that, how that went down in that industry. And, uh, and so, so anyhow, when I started making it about stuff mom wanted to read, all of a sudden I was getting all sorts of referrals. And uh, people were spending more, which is uh, I can tell you why in a second. But people, I saw I actually saw average ticket price go up. We actually were able to get average ticket price up um, to almost sixty dollars a customer. Um, so that that was an interesting. That's uh, a twenty percent growth right there, right? Yeah, it was great. Um, awesome. And so we were able to do uh, you know these things. We were able to put in promotions. We were able to um, we were able to tell them about some of our other products and services. And we had this media that was going out every month, building relationships and selling for us.
1: Well, that's, that's awesome. Uh, Yeah. Let's dive into that because I mean, it's not a perfect correlative, but it's pretty good because, you know, if you're going to a gym, that's something that you're going to pay monthly, right? We know it. And we'd like to drive you up from say our low dollar offering to our higher dollar offering. And a 20% jump is in any business. Hell, if your average ticket price goes up 20% in any business, that's a huge you yeah. jump because that's essentially free money, right? The people are already coming in. So you don't have to go out and get new customers. So you're just taking the ones that are already coming in and just getting a little bit more out of them every month.
2: Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's, it's, it's uh, one of the more higher profit items that you can do. But so, yeah, if we look at this from a gym, well, I mean, the purpose of the gym uh, is probably, you know, twofold and you correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, but right. So you want the people to be members of the gym, who can then also use uh, the medical services and then you want the medical service uh, patients to become members of the gym, right? And
1: absolutely, you're preaching that that's the perfect relationship right there.
2: Perfect, right? So, So, what happens is they don't all remember, they don't all know, they don't all even think about that they can use you for both services even when they're walking in to work out. You know, I know that for example, the place that I go and work out I know that they have massage therapy on site, but I go to a different massage therapist. It's, I just don't even think about it, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it's there and there, there is a little promo on it. And, and actually a gym, I, uh, the gym I used to go to had PT in the gym, but it was always closed. I could never, I could never ask questions, you know, cause they were closed cause I'd go at night. Right. And so, um, so anyhow, it's a way for you to, the reason we were able to increase our sales is because we would promote all of our other products and services. So most people thought of us as dry cleaning like their clothes. But when we started to- talking about being able to do their alterations and do their, um, their comforters and other items, that we were able to get more people uh, to do those things with us. And then the second thing that happened was, it's this whole concept of sharing of customers. I know it's a problem in chiropractic, Um, I know for a fact, because I've been guilty of it, um, before in the past and actually one of my best friends is a chiropractor now, so I'm not guilty of it anymore, but, uh, I have been guilty of it in the past. And it's this idea that I have two or three professionals that I go and see, I don't only see one person. So Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, it's inconvenient for me to get to you, or if I'm on the other side of town or if you're closed or whatever, I have another, I have another guy I go and see. And, um. And so, you know, we when we were able to build relationships with our customers, they stopped taking their dry cleaning to two or three different dry cleaners, and they started only using us.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's huge because if we can be the one, you know, in this in this blended model of a clinic and a gym, if you can be the the one stop shop. Uh, and just get a really high usage of the things you already have. Cause that's what I love about what you're saying is you didn't have to start a whole, you didn't have to buy a new piece of equipment or start a new service. You just made sure everybody knew about all the services you already did offer.
2: Yeah. It's, and, and it's crazy. I mean, can you imagine so that someone w- was working on your gym on a regular basis? Like this would be like heartbreaking almost, right? They're working on your gym on a regular basis. And all of a sudden you don't see them for a little while and you see them again. They come back in three months. You're like, Hey, what happened? You know, everything. Okay. Oh man, I was in this horrible car accident. Uh, I had to get all this, all this PT, all this chiropractic, all this rehabilitative work. And you're like, what? Why didn't you, why didn't you come see me? <laughs> like, right. You know, yeah. stuck, right. <laughs> and, uh, but you'd be surprised at how often that kind of stuff goes on. It's, you know, it's just crazy when they know you for one thing, people literally only know you for one thing.
1: Yeah, I've been bitten by that snake all the time, man. I mean, yes, you know, yeah. I've treated a, a 100,000 shoulders in my life and and I remember a lady coming in and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm have to. i going to this place, what, you know, a PT clinic. Why, why are you going over there? Oh, because my shoulder hurts. I'm like, well, I'm seeing you for your low back. Like, we can see you for your shoulder here. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, well, I didn't know you did that. I'm like, what? Like, to me, that was crazy, but I have the curse of knowledge. I'm around it all day, right? And I think, hey, that's just, everybody knows everything that we do. And very cool. few people actually do know what we do, right?
2: Yeah, that's right. And so, and just because you told them once doesn't mean they remember it, you know, just because there's a sign up. It's like when you drive into work, I mean, do you notice every billboard on the way into work? No, because you've seen them all already. You just, you're you're kind of spaced out. So they're working out and you may have signage there and they just aren't even paying attention.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, all right. So, so give us the secrets here. Like, I mean, obviously you guys have a a service and, and throw out your website real quick so people can get a we're going to keep doing this interview. Don't worry. But I just want, in case people are like, I'm sold, I want to do it. Throw out your, your website real quick for people. Well,
2: have them go, have them go to newsletterprocom com forward slash free book. And they can, and we'll give them a copy of my book for free. We even pay the shipping and the handling. So it's like literally free.
1: Uh, yeah. And it, I, I I won't spoil the the, the surprise for everybody, but uh, Sean will send you something pretty damn cool. Like I'll just say that. It's, yeah, some, it's some cool marketing
2: that comes. Uh, it's not just a book in a box.
1: So. Yeah. It's, and you will, you will definitely know when it shows up. There's no question. So, yeah, well, okay. So, so talk to us. um, So obviously you have this service, right? And, and, and the done for you, but for somebody just starting out, they're like, Hey, I want to try this. I'm not real sure. Well, what tips do you have for them to not make a, a sleep aid, but rather make something that's useful for their clients and for their business?
2: All right. So here's what I'd say in your first couple of months. Um, You need to remember that it is, it really should be very, very limited about the practice, right? You shouldn't be talking a lot about PT, Cairo. Actually, you can talk more about health and fitness and exercise uh, from the gym standpoint, because like I enjoy reading stuff about health and fitness and exercise and I go to the gym four times a week. And so that's like, you actually can talk a little bit about that stuff, but don't go, just build readership. If you don't get readership, you have nothing, right? It's, it's a okay. waste of your time and money. So spend that first few months thinking about what does my average customer want to read? Who is making the purchasing decision and what do they want to read? And if you'll start with that in mind, right, you will do, uh, you'll get the readership. And then from the readership, we can start promoting. We can start talking about referrals. We can start talking about our other products and services. And uh, like a great way to do that is, is patient um, success stories, Right. So you obviously got to make sure you get various HIPAA releases and stuff like that to do this. Okay. yeah, But you, you, you don't want to tell the story from the idea of a testimonial, right? That's what most people put in uh, when they're trying to talk about, you know, when they're trying to kind of pitch, but not really pitch. And they're like, you know, I've been seeing Josh for uh, six months. And before that, my shoulder didn't even work. Like my arm would not move, but now it's, I'm a gymnast, you know, and it's amazing. And, Okay, I always always
1: love them because they just read so dry, right? There's like no emotion in them, and you're like, "Come on, this is canned."
2: Yeah, yeah, and so, and everyone, and at this point, you know what people are interested in? They're not interested in the good reviews; they're actually interested in the bad reviews. Um, So, because they just want to know if it's bad, how bad is it going to be? Like, that's actually, um, I'll give. In fact, I'll, I'll give you guys one little like interesting side tip if, if you want. This is like the super secret squirrel knowledge, right? Yeah. Yeah. But this isn't about newsletters. This is just okay. a business one for you. So, um, when you think about how you go to Amazon and if you're going to go check the reviews on something, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I know myself and I know a lot of people do click the, they, they see all the reviews. They notice that it has good number of views and there's a lot of five stars and four stars, but you don't really go read those five stars and four stars. You click on the one-star review and you go read that, that one of the two one-star reviews this thing has, right? Because you really want to know how bad it's it gonna be. So if you want, if you if you have the marketing cojones, and I can't I can't even say I've done this, but I've had some friends successfully do it. I just I keep meaning to do it, I haven't done it. But here's what it is: you get one of your friends who legitimately is a patient or customer to write a backhanded complimented one-star review. <laughs> it's not like It's your only review, by the way, you gotta have like a good number of reviews already up. Okay. But you get your friend that's a backhanded compliment. So if I was going to write one um, uh, for, you know, if I was gonna write one for, for chiropractic, look, I, um, I came in and I saw Dr. Josh and um, you know, his staff was very nice and he, you know, He did this treatment and he got me better. And because he got me better, um, I actually ended up getting this promotion at work, but, but now, um, because I can stand all day, uh, I have this promotion requires me to stand all day. And I basically wish, really wish I could sit down. And so I kind of wish he wouldn't have done as good of a job. And so, like it's a <laughs> complete backhanded compliment, right? You know, it's a one-star right. review. And so, um, <laughs> right. Ever since I
1: started working with Sean Buck and his company, uh, you know, they did great. The newsletters are working, but we just there's just. No room in my savings account for all the money that I have, and
2: yeah. Well, we uh, ha- we've got too much business. We had to yeah. stop the newsletter. We had to stop all the rest of our. We had market. to get the carpet replaced because there's so many customers yeah. worn it out. It's we it's, couldn't it's, handle all the business, right? Okay, yeah. so uh, by the way, if you ever see one of those, you now know what you now know what it is. Okay, right? It's done on Amazon all the time. It's really a, a very popular technique on Amazon, but um, but I'm seeing it a little bit more on Google and stuff too. But. Anyhow, so I, I digress off, off to uh, weird and unusual topics. So that's all right; makes it exciting here. There you go. Yes, yes, and so,
1: so uh, that, the, I mean, the title of this podcast will be Sean Buck and the One Star Review.
2: The One Star Review. Yes, yeah. how to make money with a one star review. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So, so yeah. Look, I mean, so you know, so you said something. Sorry, you yeah, said
0: something.
1: Ahead. Build the readership, and you said make sure you know who wants to, who's going to be reading it, and who's. I can't remember what you said. Maybe who's paying, who's Who's buying. Okay. So let's just stop there real quick because I want people to understand that because when you have that clarity and you're a marketing expert, when you have that clarity though, it becomes super easy to know what the next step is, right? When you know who the hell your customer is.
2: Totally. Um, Yeah. Look, I mean, so if we're going to stop right there, let's think about this. So, so tell me in medical, I mean, everyone knows this, but in medical, who makes all the purchasing decisions? Uh, it's
1: the, the matriarch of the family, the mom, yeah.
2: It's the mom, right? I mean, if you, if you get my wife on as a client or a patient, you've got her, you've got my five kids and you've got me. <laughs> now, if you piss her right. off, you lose all of us too. Right? So yeah. like it's a double-edged sword there, but you don't want to come and try to hit me up I'm the wrong, I'm the wrong person because even, even though my wife uh, and actually my wife uh, is been working in the business a lot lately, the last, uh, last nine months or so she's been working in the business. She, she did for a while, then left for a while and now she's back. Um, you know, if you, even though she's doing that, it's still like, I, you know, I need a doctor's appointment. I'm like, Hey babe, can you, uh, can you make an appointment with yep. you know, Dr. So-and-so for me? And she still makes all the appointments. Right. And so you know, you got to get her and, um, and, and she's the one who makes those decisions. And so go ahead. go ahead. So, so what happens is you need to understand that, but then you also need to understand the demographic of who your, who your actual average patient is. Um, and, and don't, here's where people get confused. They start talking about who they want their patient to be, not who their patient really is.
1: Ooh, this is juicy. Go. Yeah. This right? is, so, this is
2: So they go, well, I really want mom who's uh, 30 to 45 years old and has kids, which by the way, is probably way too broad, but let's, we'll just use that uh, to start. Uh But if we actually went and took their patient base and ran their demographics, we find that their average patient's 48 years old, doesn't have any kids in the house anymore, um, and is divorced. Okay. Well, okay. So let's start with marketing towards who we got, and then we can change some of our front end marketing to get the, to attract the people we want. But you got to, you got to deal with reality first. If you've got mom who's 48, divorced, and the kids aren't in the house anymore, then, um, then let's make sure that our message and our marketing that we're doing in the newsletter, at least because that's internal marketing is attracting and is, uh, is something that she's going to want to read. Does so, that make sense? Yeah. So put in, uh, what to do with
1: your alimony articles and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, may, maybe, uh, maybe I'm over the top. Okay.
1: Well, we'll, we'll knock it down a little bit. You got good writers there. We'll, we'll
2: yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll help you come up with better topics, but yeah. yes, we will. We'll, we might talk about, um, you know, you might talk about, let's say you're at a little bit more of an affluent, um, uh, an affluent, uh, area and stuff. Uh-huh. Right. You might talk about some kind of amazing, amazing trip. Like that, that's really a, a, a couple's trip, you know, that's, it's not made to go with kids. So, okay. so you so might New talk Year's about Eve,
1: New Year's Eve under the Eiffel
2: Tower. Right? Yeah, totally. Okay. Right. But you're not going to, you know, you're not going to talk about uh, go, taking the kids to Disney World. Like that okay. doesn't make yeah. sense. Hmm. Cool. All right. So
1: that's a good tip. So, so we find out who
2: that is and then we start writing to them. You write write to them. You write pieces that are interesting to them, that are entertaining to them. Um, Now you're saying
1: travel. Now you wouldn't say travel uh, an article about travel or story about travel to a travel agent, right? You're saying that to a medical professional, a gym, something where it's it's of interest to your target demo, but not um, blatantly about you.
2: Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. So um, and so that's where, or not too specific, right? So here's what I see PTs do all the time because I work with a ton of PTs, tons of PTs. Okay. Um, what here's what I see them do. Uh, how do do these six stretches to relieve uh, sciatica pain? Well, how many of my readers have sciatica pain that they are trying to relieve? Like what? Like 5%, 2%? Oh, way lower than that. Yeah. Yeah. 0.05 maybe. Yeah. Right. So I've just basically written an article and I've used a whole page of the newsletter, let's say, to communicate to, you know, I'm sending a thousand of them to five people are interested in. This is a
1: mechanic. Yeah. This is a mechanic going, uh, how to, uh, how to change your oil in a Porsche, uh, uh, Panamera without getting any on your garage floor. It's like, well, how many Porsche Panamera owners are there? And then out of those, how many change their own oil? Like
2: it's ridiculous. Totally. Yeah. But that's what people do. Right. And so, and so, And the other thing is, is, you know, what I would rather do, I mean, if you, if you want to put in that type of an article, okay, go broad, like low back pain. How many, now, now we're talking low back pain, how many people have low back pain? Right. Yeah. Tons. A lot more. And then if I'm going to do that article about low back pain. Okay. So what I'm going to say is, okay, I want you to do these, you know, three stretches. If this happens or this happens or that happens, you need to call and make an appointment. And they leave that part out. They just tell you to do these stretches and it's like, okay, so if you do the stretch and you get a sharp shooting pain down your, you know, left leg, you need yeah. to stop doing the stretches and call me. <laughs> you know? Like, uh, so I, I see that that gets missed a lot too, but, you okay. know, a couple, couple little things, you know, and so if you are going to do the article, make it broad right. about a topic that the vast majority of people are going to read. Uh, But don't do that in the first, you know, two or three months, like let build that readership first and then you can add those articles in or add them in as inserts, even better. Add the technical. Explain uh, what that is. So an insert is a really inexpensive way to advertise in the newsletter because it's just, it's a freestanding insert. So it's just a loose piece of paper that goes in the middle of the newsletter. You can use both sides, print on both sides. It does not increase the postage cost, which makes it a very inexpensive way to advertise in the newsletter. Okay. And, and you keep
1: the, the ad on that paper. So everything else is just stories and interest piece and uh, community
2: events and all that other stuff you're talking about. Well, you can do the ad for, uh, in fact, we got off on this and I I should, I I need to make sure I circle back around some point and explain it, which is you can do the ad where you're talking about the the patient success, Uh right? We can totally do that ad in the newsletter. Okay. There's a right way to do that and a wrong way to do it. Okay. Uh, And whenever you're ready, we'll jump into the right way to do it. But, um, but yeah, you you anything that's that's blatant pitching, do it on the insert. You will have way better results. Not only results as in you'll get higher readership of the newsletter, but you'll also get um um uh, you'll also find that you actually have better results on the promotion too, we found. So,
0: are you a chiropractor or a physical therapist working long hours, worrying about lower repayments and missing out on quality time with your family? You can double your income without working more hours by adding a gym to your practice. Clinic Gym Hybrid Solutions has a step-by-step guide that dramatically simplifies and speeds up the addition of a fitness center and its monthly recurring revenue. In just six months, you can be on your way to freedom. Visit clinicgymhybrid.com today for a free downloadable PDF and complimentary consultation to get you started. That's clinicgymhybrid.com. So since you uh,
1: enticed us with the right way and the wrong way, um, can you tell us the right way to do those the non-testimonial yeah. testimonial.
2: Yeah, totally. So you want it to be a success story, right? So a success story starts out, and the the basic formula is like this. Um, we're gonna intro, we're gonna do a little intro about you. And so if it was if it was me, I might say something like, you know, hey, my name's Sean Buck, I'm from Boise, Idaho, and I've got uh five kids, all boys, and I I love uh entrepreneurship. Like I'm just passionate about business and entrepreneurship. And um Then I, then now we're going to talk about my problem. So really short intro of who I am, but there's little pieces that people connect with. Um, you know, we work with, it's really interesting. I ran a demographic, uh, report on my own customers, uh, here recently. And I have, so I have five kids, all boys. And you know what, you know what I found? My average client has four kids. Isn't that really weird? Yeah. That's way above average. It's way above average, right? Well, why? Because people connect with me who have three, four, five, six kids, eight kids. They connect with me because they've got three, four, five, six, seven, eight kids. And they're like, oh, this guy must be like me. And so, so anyhow, I'm, you know, I connect with a certain segment of the population when I open up about myself and I tell them a little bit of a story about me. And then they, they're like, okay, this guy's more like me. And the more, the more your, your prospects and your customers uh, or patients feel like they're more like you, the more you're basically going to, uh, the more they're going to feel comfortable doing business with you, referring you. I mean, all of that just goes, goes uh, easier. So, so we're going to open up with that little intro about who the person is and a picture of that person as well. Right. Okay. So That's the opening. Then we're going to talk about what the problem was. So I have been having uh, we we'll little, just, I'm going to make one up here. Right. But um, I have this, this thing where I can't work out anymore. My shoulder is killing me. And because I can't work out anymore, um, I've actually put on, I had put on 20 pounds and, um, you know, it was really just affecting my self-esteem and, um, and, and I was, I actually really kind of noticed that I was being negative for my kids too. I, I know some of my kids were, I, I really felt like they were maybe starting to put on a little bit of weight too, cause I just saw dad sitting around and not being active. And so they were sitting around and not being active. And, and then finally, um, and, and so then I, I ran across, uh, Dr. Josh and I found, um, that you know, he had this treatment to fix my shoulder. And um, I went in and and after eight visits, um, despite seeing three other, you know, doctors, he fixed it and my shoulder's now a hundred percent better. And I was able to work out again and I lost all 20 pounds and I'm active with my kids again. And uh, my kids have actually um, are, are now leaner and stronger than before. And, um, and in turn, we're just all happier. So, so you're kind of, um,
1: the line about me was basically one sentence in the middle of this great narrative all about you.
2: Yeah. But you're, you were the, you were the solution, right? You were the outcome to this, right? But Uh, it
1: wasn't that Dr. Josh brought me in and did his eight step process. The first step was that we did a, you know, examination and then he did this treatment and that treatment, but it's, it's, you're saying it like a person would have a conversation at lunch.
2: Yeah. That's right. And that's a, that is a patient success story right there. Right. And so you tell that story and now I read it and I have shoulder pain and I'm like, man, I have put on a little bit of weight, man. I don't, I'm, I'm going to, I'm calling Dr. Josh, right. right? That's, that's how that, that's how that happens as opposed to, man, I saw Dr. Josh. He was amazing. My shoulder doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah. I don't call you from that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and you see this work. I mean, you work, the cool thing is you could just
1: peer into a lot of different, uh, a lot of different businesses and uh, can you share a success story where you kind of did some of that and you saw a big change in the business side? Because it's great to share stories, right? But in the end, we need that to drive some business to, to get the reward out of it.
2: Well, you know well, saying? totally. Well, that's where you can add a call to action at the end. Hey, if you're, if you're struggling with shoulder pain, go ahead and give us a call, right? And then you can track those kinds of, you know, those kinds of responses. But yeah, so, so you know, this happens. Here's the thing, too many people think of it as a silo silo marketing, right? So you think, okay, I'm going to write about this success story. I'm um, going to put it in the newsletter, and then that's going to generate new business for me. Well, maybe that that absolutely happens. It happens to us all the time, um, and it, you could kind of see it from my earlier story. Um, it's it's really weird that our average you know our average customer has four kids. Like that's really. Uh, like you said, above average, it's kind of unusual. But most people who follow me, they they know my story because we send them the monthly newsletter and I do a personal story. It's usually a personal tied into business because of, you know, I sell to other businesses, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's usually personal tied back into business. So you can see that. But it's not silo-based marketing, right? That is one component along with your calls to actions, your insert with your offer in it that drives people into into actually giving you a call, right? And it's the consistency of sending it out. It's being top of mind, making them aware that this is a, a service or a product that you offer, right? It's all together. And see the reason we, we all kind of gravitate towards this silo marketing of this idea of, well, I wanna see how this one thing worked out is because that's how it used to be, right? So um, it used to be, we put a Yellow Pages ad in and then we the phone either rang or it didn't ring, right? But that's not how people buy anymore. And so we've got to switch what we're doing from a marketing standpoint to mimic more of how people are buying. So people don't go into the yellow pages, look up chiropractor, find a chiropractor or PT or gym, you know, it doesn't matter. They don't look these things up and then go and do it. Um, That's just not how it works. What they're going to do now is they're going to, they've, they've actually researched you. They're 80% of the way through to the decision by the time that you actually get that initial phone call, if you're talking about a cold prospect, right? They're 80% of the way done with that decision and they're going to need to be touched. Uh, according to Tony Robbins at an event I was at that he was speaking at recently, 16 times before they actually buy. So Damn. here's the, yeah, it's, it's up from eight to 16. So here's the question, is number 16 the thing we give credit to, or is it number three, or is it number seven, or is it number 12? Where do we give the credit? And the, and the truth of the matter is, is if you don't do all 16, it stops working. And so, you have to look at it a little bit more holistically as a strategy. Your marketing has to be a cohesive marketing strategy and plan as opposed to a, a silo-based thing. I'm going to do this and see X result. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times where you need to 100% measure results, right? Okay? I totally understand that. I'm a direct response marketing guy. But you have to look at it in, in, in a little more holistic than you used to be able so, to So it's kind of like a football game in the fact of like no
1: single play is going to win the game, but four yards here, 11 yards there, seven yards there keeps driving me to that goal line. And I, I cross that goal line more than the other team. And now I have to cross the goal line. I don't get any points for not doing that, right? I can't stop, but it's not going to be a hail Mary pass every time. It's going to be a couple ground plays and then air it out a little bit. And then a couple more ground plays and maybe we get lucky with some penalties and whatnot. And but next thing you know you've got 20 more points than the other team.
2: Yeah, that's actually probably one of the best analogies I've heard uh, I've, I've I've heard for that. Yeah, it's yeah, unlike how my kids play Madden football on the PlayStation, <laughs> yeah. it's not a Hail Mary every single yes. time. Yeah, you know, <laughs> go for the end zone. Go deep. Yeah. <laughs> they can't they can't understand why I beat them all the time, you know. Right. <laughs> so yeah. um but but yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. And you have to look at it. And that's where, that's where coming up with a marketing strategy, as opposed to, you know, a marketing event or a silo based marketing, that's where that actually, you know, that's where that benefit comes in and where you'll actually see better results. You know, it's, it's more about doing a handful of things uh, consistently over and over again um, and getting a system in place than it is about finding the one magic button or the next new sexy thing. Um, you know, it's, it's about putting in those systems and just repeating them. And, and it sounds boring because frankly, it kind of is boring, but what's not boring is making a lot of money. So, um, yeah. That's what my friend always says. Get your emotional needs met at the bank. Like, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: don't, don't worry about, uh, how it feels or whatever. So, so you're not saying do this instead of Facebook ads, uh, press releases, uh, newspaper ads. I'm just naming everything I can, yeah. you know, Banners, signs on my building, business cards, your sa- uh, emails. You're saying, do this in as part of all of that.
2: Yeah, you just and just make it all one cohesive strategy. You know, and and again, now it may be that your your uh, newspaper ads have a have a your newspaper and billboard ads have a strategy, right? And the newsletter and the emails and the Facebook have a different strategy. It doesn't all. You know what I'm saying? Like they can the you can you can take a couple things and make it a strategy, and a couple other things and make it another strategy, right? But you don't look at it as, okay, so I'm going to, I mean, if you want to send the newsletter out and you want to get an ROI straight off the newsletter, I can show you how to do that. But if you would use it as a, as a holistic approach, right? If you'd use it as it's, uh, you know, to help, for example, get your existing patients to spend more. um, If you use it to promote a referral promotion that you're also put some uh, point of sale stuff up around the office and maybe incentivize the team to tell patients about it as well, too. I'll get you a lot more.
1: Okay. That's why you're the newsletter pro, not the newsletter amateur. And besides, <laughs> it's a horrible URL.
2: Yeah. You know? it, yeah. It's hard to, you know, hard to spell. It's long. No one wants to work with the amateur. So that's know.
1: right. So you became the pro baby and that's, that's it. I yeah. cleaned it all up. All right. So, so let me ask you this. So there I am. I'm a chiropractor and let's just say I've been in practice for five years. I got a ton of clients I've seen, right? I've seen thousands of people, right? Uh, are are you suggesting that I just send everybody a newsletter? Nope. No.
2: Uh, Okay. Again, I do want you to actually get a return on this investment. Right. Yeah. And that would make it a huge investment. (laughs) Yeah. That'd make it a huge investment. Okay. So here's the problem with that. Um, Five years, do they even know who you are? (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Like they don't remember this five years ago. Well, in my mind, they do. Of course they do. I, I haven't emailed them or sent them a message or done anything for four and a half years, but you know, obviously they're going to, when they need a chiropractor, obviously they're going to go back to me.
2: Yeah. Unfortunately, they're probably seeing someone else. What? Oh man, the heartbreaker. Hard to believe. Um, That's what that lack of communication does. You know, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. if you're going to treat, if you're going to be indifferent to them, right, they're going to be indifferent to you. And when you don't communicate, you're, you're being indifferent. And, um, um, and it's, uh, Rockefeller studies found that 69% of people, uh, leave a company because they feel that the company is indifferent to them. Right. And so that goes for you as a chiropractor, or you as a PT, right? If, if you don't care about them, or if you're that, if you're that guy who only communicates with them when you want money, like, <laughs> first of all, you're like, um, as far as what they consider you, they consider you scum of the earth because you only ask them every time you show up, you're like, give me money give me money. Like that's, I mean, my brother-in-law does that. It's not ideal. (laughs) I mean, so um, I I avoid the guy like the plague because that's what it, give me a favor, give me money. Um, So, so here's the thing. No, you, you don't want to go that far back. Honestly, in chiropractic um, and in PT, it's somewhere uh, depending on how large you are. And, and, and I mean, there's a few little nuanced differences, but it's somewhere between 18 months to no more than 24 months back. Okay. So, so start sending them to people uh, who've been in, in the last
1: 18 months, had their last visit within the last 18 months, right? Yep. Okay. And, and then
2: start adding every new patient into that. Yep. Add every new patient. Then eventually you got to have attrition there too. So you might decide, look, uh, now you got to give it a little more time in the beginning, right? But um, what we're going to do is these people who are 18 months old at, at, at the beginning, if they haven't been in within six months, we drop them. Okay. And then we're going to, and we're going to keep moving that down so that if it's been 18 months and you haven't been here, eventually you're not getting the newsletter anymore. Okay. You're getting a no. reactivation campaign. If not, you know, and probably, hopefully you got a reactivation campaign a little sooner than that. But, um, cause I can tell you, man, I, I feel like I need a chiropractor like, um, once or twice a week. So I don't know how some people are going 18 months and <laughs> not seeing a chiropractor, but, um, maybe I'm just spoiled at this point. I don't know.
1: <laughs> so, um, sure. Okay. So you kind of cycle them through there and then I'm sure like, uh, so what about gym members? I mean, you got a gym member that's coming in, you know, month after month, year after year. Uh, any suggestions there as long as they're active, keep sending them one or? Yeah,
2: as long as they're active, they keep getting one. And I would probably, I would probably send them it for about three months after, but I would put my insert in, into just those people. Um, the insert would probably be promotions for three months, trying to get them to reactivate. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Cool. You know, one of the reasons
1: I love newsletters, by the way, too, is, well, I I told you before we were recording, but I have a buddy, we graduated the same day from the same chiropractic school. So there's no excuse that he was ahead of me or anything, you know? And, uh, and he, from almost day one, he's like, oh yeah, sending out a a print newsletter. I was like, oh, sucker. Like (laughs) it's over for you. And, uh, three years later he had a practice grossing more than a million bucks. And I was like, how'd you do that? And he goes, uh, print newsletters. And he's just, consistent. And, and if you saw this thing, you know, we might want to put it up against your early newsletters as well. It wasn't exciting. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't slick. It wasn't, it was written by him after hours on a weekend or something. You could tell that, you know, but, uh, but he'd do little quotes and little games and little stuff like that. And sure as hell, man, it worked. I, I couldn't believe it. And then I was at my uh, accountant's office. I think in my accountant's office anyways. And I, I look and I go, what are all those? And he has like a file a bookshelf, like pa, 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 all these vertical things. And I go, what is that? And he goes, Oh, it's a newsletter from my, um, like he's in this like stock club, like investing in stocks. Yeah, right. Yeah. And sure. It's like books and this newsletter. And I'm going, man, this Sean Buck guy, like he's onto something here. Like I, if I was him, I'd probably build a business around that. I think it's going to work out.
2: Yeah. We, I mean, you know, I, I went, I went left when all my friends went right and started digital marketing agencies and Facebook advertising agencies and stuff like that. And, uh, it, you know, it did work out. Uh, we've been very blessed, but, um, you know, I think, I think the thing is, is that's what I tell people. They're like, Hey, this thing doesn't work. Newsletters don't work. They're not for me. I'd be like, I'd probably say, well, first of all, I can show you all sorts of proof that that's not true, but let's just even take it to this base level. Um, the first time we made Inc. magazine's fastest five hundred growing companies list, it was because we grew two thousand nine hundred and seventy-five percent in three years. Uh,
0: say, during, say
2: that number again. hundred and seventy five percent over three years. So uh, just about three thousand percent. Just about three thousand percent. And the our average our average client right now stays for slightly over four years with us. Woo. So why are they doing awesome, this? Man. These, I mean, that's these a, are that's a good really gym hard. business right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these are really smart business owners. I mean, are you there, uh, Sean? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, yeah. hello. I can hear you. So your average client stays with you for more than four years. You said. Yeah, so a little over four years, and here's the thing. Um, I mean, we're not talking about small, you know, small little businesses who just don't know what they're doing. I mean, um, we, we uh, for example, one of our clients is uh, Simplot Corporation, which if you've ever eaten a French fry, uh, you have eaten one of their French fries, uh, because they make half of the French fries all over the world. Um, you know, we work with a 50 chain pet store. Um, we work my very first client who happened to be a dentist, um, is actually still my client today over seven years later. Uh, he's been, he's been with me since literally he was my very first sign up, my very first client. Um, you know, how,
1: how many are you sending out for that guy every month? Just out of curiosity.
2: Uh, he sends out about eighteen fifty to two thousand, somewhere right in that ballpark area. Wow. When I first met him, he was sending out two hundred and fifty, I think it was, somewhere, somewhere close to that. Um, he went from go- doing when, when, when we first met, he was doing three hundred thousand uh, dollars a year in revenue. Now wow. I helped him with some other marketing. It wasn't all newsletters. We have uh, one other direct mail campaign we do for him, um, and up until two years ago all he did was newsletters and this one other direct mail campaign. And then people who found him on the internet, right? Just, he didn't do like SEO or anything. It was just like you, you Googled him and he happened to be there. Right. Wow. And, uh, this year or last year he did like $3.6 million. Um, and we're still 80% of the marketing that he does. We ran a referral contest for him, which was a free, uh, trip for two or for four to Disney world, two adults, two kids, it uh-huh. uh, costs 3,500 bucks for the trip. And um, this is out of Boise, Idaho, right? So if you're in Florida, this doesn't work as well. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so so it was, it was uh, you know, to Disney World, he ran it for seven months and we had 348 paying patients come in that were referred into the practice. Wow. So basically
1: you spent $3,500 and what is that? 10, for every $10, you got a new, Paying patient walking in the front door. Well,
2: so I added up all, cause there were some prizes for the team, okay. like for his team. So I added everything up um, um, and got like, even I included a hundred percent of the cost for the newsletter during that period of the promotion and everything. It ended up coming out to $48 a patient.
1: Okay. So 50 bucks to get, uh, I don't know what their average case value is, but I'm in chiropractic. i take that every day of the week.
2: Yeah. Yeah. His average case value is like uh 2000 something dollars a year. So, um, so it was, yeah, it was a pretty good, it was a pretty good trade for him. Heck yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: So, um, I hope he took you to you and your kids to Disney world after that, buddy.
2: Well, you know, I mean, after seven years, he's paid for a couple Disney world trips, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's, and he's wow. a great guy. I mean, uh, but, but you know, here's the thing is it, it's, it's one of those things where I can, we can show you, we can show you how this works. The problem is, is you've got to get outside of the media. See, um, you know, it's really exciting. And, I, and we do Facebook advertising and we do AdWords advertising and email marketing. We do all of that. So I don't, I'm not at all suggesting you don't do this kind of stuff, but it's so much easier if we just start with a great foundation of stuff that we know already works and that has worked for a long time, then like, Hey, maybe I can, maybe I can figure out how to make Facebook marketing work, uh, you know, for a chiropractic in my area. Um, you know, even though so many people can't. And, um, I've never been able to get it to work before. Right. Like it's easier if you just start like, this is foundational, this works. And it's, it's uh, think of a newsletter as high tide. It raises all boats because when you've got that, when you do that case presentation and they don't take it right away, those people should be getting the newsletter. I promise you some of those people, a good number of those people will come back and do business with you.
1: Yeah. Well, I love the fact that you know, newsletters, like if I'm at lunch with you, I might, I might say, like I've handed people, um, cutouts for magazines in the past. I go, Hey, I saw this article. I thought of you. Um, I've handed out newsletters to other people like, you know, Hey, check this out. Uh, I've done all that. But with a Facebook ad, I see it one second and somebody had to pay for that. Right. And then poof, it's gone. I send an email. Somebody, even if I have, even if they open it, which, you know, it's hard to get them to open it, but if they open it and read it now, you're moving on to your workday, you know, whereas that newsletter is like sitting on your desk. It's in, it's in your way. It's on the seat of your car. It's on your counter at home. Maybe it's even your bathroom, you know, and you're reading it every time you're on the, on the pot, but. I know, which is super
2: personal to be in someone's bathroom, you know, or in their bed.
1: Maybe you should do that. Maybe you should on the
2: front, you know, on the envelope place in bathroom now, you know, and. Well, yeah, no kidding. Uh, well, I'll give you two interesting things. Uh, one is that the, um, the United States Postal Service says the average newsletter lingers around a home or office for four months before it's thrown away. Wow. Four months. That's a long time. Now, yeah. I don't know how they figured that out. Like, do they put cameras in someone's house? Like, I don't know how they figured that out, but, um, but I assume that they're, you know, like a $70 billion organization. They can probably do that study and figure it out. They guaranteed um, though they're the government, so they spent a ton of money figuring yeah, it out. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> they probably spent $70 billion. Yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> so uh the the second thing is that if anyone has um if anyone's ever seen or heard of like the dollar shave club, have you seen you've seen that those videos, that uh, viral video and that guy? Yeah. You know, so so anyhow, I actually really like that. But they actually send out a newsletter with every single package that goes out with your razors in it. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm a customer of theirs and I, I get it all the time. Yeah. You see it, right. You know, yeah. and, um, and you know, um, they've talked about it and stuff and it just, it actually increases their retention, which is the whole point of a newsletter. So and now that you bring that up, like I'm thinking back to the last
1: one I read and there's absolutely nothing about shaving.
2: There's nothing about shaving in there. No, it's all, it's all good
1: news stories, article, funny things. Right. Like, the funniest things that happen in, you know, in April or what's the history of April fools, like all that stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's nothing to do with shaving. And, and, um, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those that actually, it actually is super enjoyable to read. And I guarantee you tons of people read it, you know, while going to the bathroom, which is what made me think of it. Um, you know, and, and, um, I think it, I think it might even be called, uh, I can't remember the name of it right now, but, uh, what is it? The toilet? I don't know. Something toilet. Yeah, you're
1: right. It does have a funny name.
2: Funny name. Yeah. And I'm drawing a blank. I just got, I just got my package and just saw it like yesterday too. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing as it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a strategy for retention. It's a strategy for referrals. It's a strategy to close new business. Personally, my company last year uh, closed $1.2 million in new revenue from people who had originally got on our list to receive our newsletter uh, over 12 months ago. So it had been a year since they originally found us, and now they decided to buy. Well, why did they decide to buy? Because my email marketing was great? Probably not, but because they'd been getting this newsletter for the last 12 months. And they they were reading it, and they're like, wow, man, I read this thing, you know, maybe maybe it's not every month. Maybe it's every nine out of 12 months. Who knows, right? Yeah. Uh, but I do have people who have binders. Literally, I've seen them. I've actually even autographed a few of them. Uh, binders of every single newsletter I've ever sent them. Wow. uh, um, It's, you know, I mean, people keep them, Uh, you know, we see it all the time. So.
1: Wow. Well, uh, Sean, I know you're a busy guy and we're up against the clock here. I don't want to take any more of your, of your time, but this has been awesome. Like I, I I mean, this is incredible. Like you've brought so much information and nobody talks about this stuff. They're all talking Facebook ads and Instagram and all that. And I think you, you have this little niche that is so valuable. So I really do. Thank you, man.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having me. I, I had fun uh, chatting about business and yeah, I yeah. hope I was able to provide some value for the listeners and uh, I hope Absolutely. I hope their businesses grow. So, so
1: if uh, if some of our listeners are interested and they want to uh, get more information about you and what you guys do,
2: uh, can you give them that website again? Yeah. Go to newsletterpro.com com forward slash free book. Um, and we'll sh- ship you out that, that package. And again, no cost. We cover the shipping and handling. Um, so we'll send you a book uh, some newsletter examples, but yeah, it comes in this really cool marketing, uh, vehicle. And so you'll have to just check it out and, and see that be surprised by it. But I think you'll really, if nothing else, you'll appreciate it from, uh, if you like marketing, you'll appreciate it from a marketing standpoint.
1: Yeah, there you go. Awesome. Well, Sean, uh, this has been awesome. I really appreciate it. And on behalf of clinic gym radio, uh, this is Dr. Josh Satterley saying, go out there, maximize your license and live the life you dreamt of.
0: Thanks a lot, Sean. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're ready to double your profit without working longer hours, please visit clinicgymhybrid.com and find out how easy it is to get started on your path to freedom. That's clinicgymhybrid.com.